Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Legal Queen podcast. So I release these episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 6am. These episodes are recorded from my live Discord sessions where people from my community ask their questions all about family law and I try to answer them. If you would like to take part and ask a question yourself, I welcome you to join my Discord by clicking the link in my profile. Obviously, everyone that asks me a question knows that they're being recorded live for the podcast and I'm not giving advice. All I'm doing is making sensible suggestions and signposting. So, enjoy the episode. Penny, you are next up. What's your question? Okay, fantastic. So, um, we've into court with regards to um, um, child arrangement order uh, and I have a, an enforcement order in place uh, which laid out the structure of the um, um, child um, um, visitation. And uh, on my turn, on, on the school holiday, uh, my ex would not release the children. Uh, bearing in mind, I was in the area where she lives for court attendance on that day we agreed to exchange uh, but she said when well, she's going to work she's not going to come back until five o'clock so i called the children i said yeah we want to come to your dad um, and i picked them up in front of our house well just a few houses from her and now based on that she's filed in a non-molestation order saying i was harassing her she wasn't there uh she went to work kids wanted to come to my and i just packed you know a few blocks away from my property uh, i didn't even come down from the car but okay not filed, not a normal saying, yeah uh, she, can't, she can't sleep blah 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 and, all that. and what's your what's okay i was just going to say is that your question of me any how to defend that yeah, I mean, okay, my... so you'll be you'll be given permission to obviously respond um, and you'll be given permission to respond via a statement and you would put that information in the statement. And based on what you've told me, if that's all that's happened, that wouldn't really justify a non-mol, okay? Um, because a non-mol is fairly serious um, and you have to be really, really afraid, you know, really afraid of somebody, intimidated by somebody. You know, it, it goes beyond harassment really. Police can, can issue harassment notices there and then, but non-molestations, they have to go to court and, and the evidence has to be suggested. So, uh, sorry, it has to be read by the court. So I would be suggesting to you that if you put that in a statement and that's all that's happened, she's probably not going to mm -hmm. succeed. Okay. All right. So You're welcome. Next one, next one is just on the C-79. So because yep. of that incident, right. she has not stopped the children from visitation. Got you. Claiming, you know, that they're going to, until they're 16, they're not going to visit me anymore. So I, I have filed it, a C-79 yeah. action enforcement. Very good. Uh, so I was just wondering how, what actually you expect, you know, that. So what's happened now, the, the court has now lumped all the court cases together. together. yeah. One here. So yeah. she's, she's also, she's also filed in a C-79 step, step order. To cancel to stop the visitation arrangements. Yeah. If you know so there's, yeah. there's three cases now. There's yeah. one more. Just just copy the visitation and you're, I'm out in the C actual enforcement. Yeah. I was just wondering what to expect when I go to court, you know. So again, with with the C seventy nine applications, the court's going to be asking both of you um, to be filing some evidence. So clearly, you want to reinstate the contact, and she wants to stop the contact. Now, the court's going to be looking to her more so because the court's already heard all this evidence and given a contact order. So you know they don't they don't make that lightly. So if she's now saying, "Well, I want that stopped," the court's going to be thinking, "Well, hang on a minute, what's happened since then?" 
So again, if all that's based on just that one incident where you collected the children or dropped the children off, then I think she's on shaky ground there, myself. She stopped the visitation now since November, so... Yeah. And the court date is until March, so it's just heartbreaking, you know, I just have to wait. But anyway, moving on from that, uh, the, the, the third one I wanted to ask was regarding the financial matter order, which, again, is in court. Uh, you can see how <laughs> troublesome yes yeah. so uh, so uh, we are at the last stage of the uh, fm matters and the judge has asked us to provide our last statement in terms of what exactly we want him to rule on and all that the orders we want and during my um investigation i found that one of the uh, information she supplied to the court is actually fake it's actually forged so i was just wondering what perjury looks like in family matters. Oh, uh, well, it, I mean, I th it, it falls, it, any that falls outside of family court for a start, because if it's fraud or anything, that that's crime. So that falls outside of the family court. Raise it by all means, but I'm not sure the family court will act on that. All right. Okay, great. Thank you, Eni. Hope that was that's helpful. Great. Thank you very much. Okay, bye-bye. You. you carry on, Mark. What's your question? Yeah. Um, this one's going to be a quick one. Um, yeah. It's in regards to long-term foster care. Yes. Can we change school without the birth mother's, birth mother's permission? No. Um, I think that I, I, my answer is going to be no. Um, because long-term foster care, it doesn't give the foster carers parental responsibility for a start. And schooling, education, is one of those where everybody with PR needs to be informed. But... Um, obviously, when you say long term and we don't know what mom's position is, the best people to start to talk to is the social workers. So they'll be able to yeah. give a much better idea. But my my instinct tells me no to that based on just my experience of it, of family law, not fostering. Yeah, no, that's fine. And I got one quick question from a dad who's struggling yeah. on direction, really. So yeah. He um he says I have a child who's at a mum's. I'm not on the birth certificate. I was service serving a prison sentence. I come out. It all went well. I don't work downhill from there. I just need direction on how do I go about contact again. Right. Okay. Um. Well, as as you know yourself, Mark, it's a it's a C one hundred form. It's going to be the starting point for anything. I mean, obviously, when he says it's all gone downhill, I take it that they're talking or not talking, texting, emailing, and that's broken down. Um, mediation may or may not be appropriate, depending on what mum's alleging or indeed what he's alleging. Um, so it will be our C100 um, to kick off uh, a court application. Um, and again, just a reminder, if he's listening um, or you know, other dads are there listening, don't lose hope because what the law says is that it is the child's right to have a relationship with both parents, okay? So don't be intimidated by the other person's allegations, etc., because it's the child's right to, to have a relationship with dad as well as mum. All right. Thanks, Mart. Speak to you soon. Thanks. Bye. So, hi, Captain. How are you? So she's put my daughter's father moved 300 miles away from where we lived two years ago. Yeah. When he originally moved, he said he would he would have a twice a month, and then it went to once a month, and now he's saying I can't, he can't afford it. Yeah. He can't promise every month that he will turn up. I've told him the effects it's had on her and how disrupting this is, and asked for a child arrangement so that we can have something consistent set in place for her. I explained to him that he can't keep coming 
as and when as it's damaging for her. He refuses to do that and says, um, and he says it doesn't change his circumstances and whether he can afford the fuel to come. I can't afford to contribute towards fuel as I'm literally living day to day. Has now said that he thinks it's in the. It, uh, he now says he thinks it's in. It isn't in. Uh, sorry. <laughs> it's sorry. all right. He has now said he thinks it's best he isn't in her life. Yeah. And he's doing what's best for her. I wasn't happy with this and think it's disgusting. He's walked away from his child. My question is, if this was taken to court, what's the minimum time they would tell him to see her? I know they can't force him, but for example, is it possible for them to do a court order? where she would see him once every three months, for example, or is there a certain minimum of time he should see her? I'm not really sure what to do in this situation. I'm wondering if there's anything I can do in this situation for my daughter. Well, was the lady's name Paige, Captain? Yes. So, hello, Paige, if you're watching me on TikTok, and I hope that um, you heard Captain. He, he asked your question very concisely um, and in depth. Sadly, there isn't anything the court can do. Okay, so the court aren't going to force a parent to have contact. End of. So what's the minimum amount of contact? There is no minimum amount of contact. It's, you know, it's the contact that is in the best interest of the child. And that might be once a week. It might be three days a week. It might be once a month. It, it, it's whatever, really. But I think the issue that you have here, Paige, is that, you know, and, and I don't want to upset you or anyone else that's listening, but he doesn't want to have contact. That's it. Because if he did, he would. You know, he, he, would, he would make his daughter a priority. And I know that breaks your heart because obviously you're there and you desperately want her to have a relationship with, with her dad. Um, but we can't force him to do that, unfortunately. So, no, the, the court won't force him. They won't have a minimum standard requirement. Even if they gave him an order once every three months, there's every chance he wouldn't stick to that. So, and it would be for him really to make the application to the court, not you. So he would need to get off his backside, make the application, which if I'm honest, isn't needed because you want him to have contact. So you are in a no-win situation. My suggestion would be, and I say this to lots of parents who are in the same position as you, Paige, is switch your focus. Honestly, switch your focus to something else, um, you know, distract shall we say do do whatever it is um but i would leave that one alone unfortunately put your foot down make sure that if he is going to have any kind of contact it's consistent but i wouldn't i just wouldn't push it he's not interested and generally what i've seen over the years working family law is the more you push it the more they just resist they're not interested if they are they'll have contact all right captain i think that's all i can say on that one really yeah, I, I thought that's what he was going to say. Um, it's so it's, sad. It's for him to say that he wants the contact. He needs to make the, the effort. Yeah. Oh. It's really sad because you've, you've got dads that don't care about the kids. And then I know. you've got dads that all they want to do is see the kids. Yeah. And mums aren't letting them. It's so true. It's so true. Paige has just come on to say thank you, Captain. So um, she obviously heard all of that. And, and it is a shame, but that's all I can say. Uh, Never mind. Yeah, Thanks, Captain. Work, oh, all right then. Well, thank you for bobbing by. Speak to you soon. No all right. Bye bye. Uh, Becky, you are next on the list. How can I help? Hi. Um, Hello. Thank you very much. Uh, so, I've been trying to get a financial order in place for the best part of three years. Yeah. Um, my uh, soon to be ex, hopefully has really dragged his heels um, and we've really struggled to get any kind of solicited involvement from his side. 
However, he now has got a solicitor and we've had a couple of letters either way um, with no, um, he really is not wanting to um, assist in any way. He's just saying he wants 50-50 and um, I'm asking for 50-50, absolutely fine. Um, but I'm also asking for consideration of the fact that I've got the children, um, I need some help with spousal maintenance and he's really dragging his heels. So last week, my sister sent one last um, email asking for some kind of um, mediation between us. So we've, we've been to mediation, but unfortunately he was not very truthful in mediation. And when the um, all the paperwork came back, back it highlighted how much um, he'd hidden in from the mediator. So that's not been successful. So my solicitor sent one last letter of saying, that, yeah, can we talk about what, um, uh, and make an agreement before we go to court. And the solicitor's written back today saying, um, no, basically we've gone to, you've gone to CMS for child maintenance service for um, extra money. And that's going to take 22 weeks to, um, to decide on and so my client doesn't can't make an agreement on spousal maintenance or any other financial order until you have um got that in place because he doesn't know how much extra money he's got to be able to help you so my question is like do i i really feel like that's not an acceptable answer um, and i want to move forward but is it is it advisable to move forward and go for form a and get the the ball rolling now or do would that be seen as um, detrimental in my case because yeah he's saying he can't make a decision on paying any money whilst this is outstanding. I think the question Becky is you want a financial order you've waited mm -hmm. three years for one what do you do? You make your application to the court because clearly he's not going to engage is he? And you are entitled no, no. to a financial order even if it's a clean break. Mm. Okay, and uh, he's also, um, as an aside, he's coming, I think this is the why he's dragging his heels recently now. He's coming to um, an inheritance, um, which he's very, very keen to ring fence. And I'm not really interested, I'm not interested in, in the inheritance in, in itself, but in terms of financial assistance, it's probably going to have to come into play because there isn't anything extra in the matrimonial pot. Um, and I, so I think that's why he's dragging his heels. But in terms of that money, um, does that get taken into account with the spousal maintenance? Possibly. It's difficult for me. It's difficult for me to answer that. I mean, your solicitor will be better guided to answer that one. But but yes, possibly it will. Um, it will depend on the needs of the parties and what's available in the pot already. Um, but mm -hmm. I, I, if I were you, Becky, rather than trying to figure out why he's dragging his feet, I would be suggesting to you he is dragging his feet and he has been for three years. Uh, quite frankly, yeah. I don't know how you've had the patience to wait three years. If someone's not engaging it's with me or one of my yeah. clients, after about six months, we're making an application to the court. Um, so unfortunately, right. I think that's going to be your only route. All right? Okay. Thanks. Yeah, that's brilliant. Thank, Thank you, you, Becky. Um, I really appreciate it. You're welcome. No problem at all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Jesse White, you are up next. What's your question? Um, well, his well, he, he hasn't showed up the last three times we've been at court. Yes. Um, and has he refused to do the drug test the first time, and he's not put in a drug test, and all of a sudden he did put in a drug test, and yep. the drug test, Alpha Biolabs has lost the drug test. His lawyers are saying, is that possible to lose? 
yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure if Alpha's telling you that it's lost, and you have that evidence it's, from Alpha, it's, it's his solicitor that's telling me that it's lost. Oh, then I would be going back to his solicitor to say, could I see the letter from Alpha, please? See the letter from Alpha. Yeah, to Alpha say they've Alpha. lost it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if, if Alpha's lost it, they would have written out to his solicitor, so I'm ever so sorry, we've lost it. Um, and they'd probably be offering to do the drug test again, free of charge, or at least that's what I would be expecting. Yeah, they're pursuing another drug test. That's good. They were, they were meant to have lost that drug test. Okay, well, that's fine. Either way, we have to have a drug test. So whatever the yeah. story is, the other side is feeding you, um, I would still be asking for um, evidence from, from Alpha that, that that's the case. Oh. So do I speak to Alpha or do I... No, 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 go, go back to his solicitor. Yeah, go back, because his solicitor was the one that told you, so you would stay in touch with them. All right, can I ask them myself or would it be my lawyer? Oh, if you have a solicitor, then they would need to ask their solicitor. Sorry, I thought you were asking me because you didn't have a solicitor. I didn't have a solicitor um, this last two weeks. He stopped trading. Okay. All right. Well, then, if you're if you trading. so if you don't have a solicitor, Jesse, you go and ask the solicitor you, yourself, the other okay, solicitor. Then. All right. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much, Tracy. You're welcome. Thanks, Jesse. Thank you. Bye. 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 Um, guys, it might just be helpful as well for me to um, point out. W, I'm going to come to you in just one second. So another reason that I do all the social media that I do is really to help people who um, can't afford legal representation. So can I ask you, because it's difficult for me to answer as well, if you already have a solicitor um, that you, you should probably, it's going to be easier if you go back and ask them. They've got way more information about your case than I have and they'll be able to give you a much better answer than I will. Um, WA, you are next up. What's your question? Uh, yeah, so I spoke to you like a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah. So me and my ex, we, apply, uh, we are in the process of applying for a consent order for financial uh, consent order yeah for financial order yeah and we we are agreeing on everything so um basically the the solicitor now is going to like start drafting the consent order um there's only one issue that's the why i'm asking now um so one of the properties in her name um she is uh, it's rent uh, it's rented and uh, basically her dad is in charge of that property and he takes the money and uh, I believe that property doesn't even have, uh, like the, the people who are renting, they don't even have, uh, um, what is it, a contract. So if the judge decide to, for example, okay, we divide in everything and that property is gonna go on sale, what, what is gonna happen? So is it is it possible to, like, what, what to do with this in this case? What to do with that property? I mean, we, we put everything into a pot. Okay, that's the first thing. Every, everything of value goes into what we call a matrimonial asset pool, if you like. And then we're going to yeah. divide it according to what the parties need. So it might not always okay. be a 50-50. It might be a 60-40, 70-30, 80-20, or any of those variations. Now, let's say that she gets 60%. Rather than yeah. selling that property, asking people who rent it to move out, etc., the court might decide that she simply keeps that property, for example. It, it's hard to answer, again, without knowing the specifics to it, but I can give you the overarching principle. We throw everything into the same pot. We then work out how much of a percentage you, you're going to get and how much of a percentage she's going to get. Then we look in the pot and see how best it is to divvy all that up. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we share the, the kids 50-50%. And we, we, I mean, we have like a good relationship and we agreed on dividing the stuff. Like, I would say 50-50. She's just getting a bit more. Um, but yeah, so that house, it's a bit far from where we live, uh, from the city where we live. But it wouldn't, um, it wouldn't matter, would... sorry, WA, I think you're going to ask me the same question again. It wouldn't really matter where it is. We're looking at the value of the property. So the value of the property will be included in the matrimonial asset pool if it's a property that's in her name. Um, and then it will, it will be for you two to decide how that's going to be divided or the court if you two can't decide. I'm not able to, to offer you an answer to that because that's advice. Um, and obviously, I don't know enough about your case to be able to advise you. Okay, perfect. All right. All right. Uh, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Um, also, guys, let me take this opportunity to remind you all of the courses that I've done. So if you can't afford a solicitor and you need more time with me, for example, than you can get on Discord or even the Pro Bono Day, check out the Family Law courses, okay? They're on my website. It's me telling you how to do it. I walk you through step by step by step. I've done one on finances, a finance application. I've done one on divorce and I've done one on children. So don't forget that option as well. Just trying to create as many options as we can to help you guys. Um, Gov, you are up next. What's your question? One is about a non-molested court order. Yeah. Um, I received one just yesterday, in fact. Yeah. No idea it was made. Um, she, my ex-wife basically applied saying she didn't want the respondent, which was me, uh, to know about it. Uh, yeah. It's been granted. Yeah. Um, the history on this is I haven't seen my kids in five years and the only updates I get is every eight weeks from her. Um, and when I reply to her, she basically says it's harassment and she feels threatened, hence why the courts have basically approved this non-molestation uh, Order. Yeah. My question here is, how do I respond to that? The the court should set a return date. So what's happened there is, and again, I explain this, girl, for everyone else that's listening. If a non-molestation order is made, it may be heard ex parte. What that means is that only the one party will turn up. So we're missing a party. And in this case, we were missing Gov because he didn't know about it. He wasn't told of the of the hearing. So the court go ahead and make it. But then what they usually do is they'll have a return date, Gov, for, say, seven days' time. And that gives you the opportunity to actually attend court. It might not be seven, it might be ten or what have you. Um, it gives you an opportunity to attend court and explain your side. And at that point then, the court will decide if the non-mole continues or if it's just stopped at that point. So they will give you an opportunity to explain. That's great. So they have given me a return date. Brilliant. Uh, which is in a few weeks. So do I need to provide the course evidence prior to that date? Yeah, or? I'm sure the order will allow you to file a statement. And if it doesn't, I would still do one. And you're doing a statement in response to the allegations that she's made as part of her non-mal application, which you will also have been served with. So the next thing you need to do is write yourself out a statement um, and then forward that into the court probably a week before you next go back. Okay, perfect. I understand. All right. um, one last question. Yeah. Um, 
I, I don't know if this will come under slander or defamation, but she keeps posting negative comments um, on Facebook, Twitter. She's even writing a few blogs, um, you know, with with Women's Aid and other 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 agencies about me and my family. Yeah. How can I get her to stop this? I'd bring that up at the non-mall. I really would. Um, I, I would. I would be asking for some you know uh you can you can either make another well i can't tell you to make another non-mall application or for you to make one simply because i don't know the the details of what she's saying but i would certainly be suggesting that you put this in the statement um so that the court are fully aware of what she's saying about you great all right thank you gov bye cheers thank you bye hey mart you're back again how can i help Right, um, just a quick one. How do the family courts feel on prescribed um, cannabis? Um, if it's if anything's prescribed, it's going to be fine. I take it we're talking about child matters. But, but so all the question is that I've had is can you can you ask how yeah. do the courts feel about um, Yeah, so, so the reason I hesitate is because I didn't realise you could get it on prescription. That's the first thing. It's an Ill illegal drug in this country. Um, so that's news to me. Um, but secondly, I think if, if we're talking at children's application, CAFCAS would most definitely be involved here um, and the court would want to investigate if the other side had any allegations. Um, the court would want to investigate them. It's not something I have come across. So I would want to see the prescription if I was acting for the other side. That's the first thing. Yeah. All right. Oh. Brilliant. Cheers, Trace. Brilliant. Thanks, Mart. So I hesitated because Zoe's, Zoe's helping me out here. You can get it on prescription for medical use now, but it's not a standard prescription. Oh, okay. Okay, so I suppose if it's on prescription, Zoe, it's going to be safe then, I would have thought, to be able to have children. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just not something I've come across before. But anyway, hope that's helped whoever was asking that question. Uh, Bobby, you are next up. What's your question? Uh, I have uh, two questions. We, we, we talked uh, about this in, in the past. Uh, yeah. Uh, paying uh, some money to my partner that we, we are separating so question is uh, first is if i'll agree with this payment yeah sorry yeah if you agree with the payment yeah if i'll agree with with this payment how can i prevent her not to request even more money from the past previous transactions so are you married bobby or going through a divorce uh we're going to when i'm married we're going to be separated the separation and house is on sale. Okay, so the only way that you would, um, well, it, it, de it depends really. If you're not in court proceedings, then obviously I can't tell you to get a court order and it would depend on what the transaction's about. If you're giving her a lump sum to have her name removed off the property, for example, then once her name's removed off yes. the property, she has no yes. further financial claim to you anyway. She she said that she she make the, the the deposit for for the house. When we pay that for the house, when right. we bought this house together. Yeah. So now she she claim the deposit back. Yeah. So and then she'll take her name off the property, and then she'll take her name. Well, then once her name's off the property, she's got no 
uh, rights to make a financial claim against you, has she? Because the name's off the property then and you're not married. My, yes, my name is on the property, correct? Yeah, so she won't have a further financial claim. But she, she still wants the, the, the money, the, the deposit back after this. Yeah, so you're going to give her the money back. She'll take yeah. her name off the property because you give her the money back. And your question of me is, how can I protect myself from her making a further financial claim? If her name's off the property, she can't make a further financial claim. It's very different to married couples and unmarried couples. Yeah, we are unmarried. Yeah, we, we so she won't be able to make years. a financial claim because her name will be off the property. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks, Bobby. Bye. Thank you very much. Bye. Uh, Kylie, you are next up. What's your question? Basically, what oh, is sorry, I'm having Kyle. issues with the kids' mum at the moment. Um, I'm only allowed less than 24 hours a fortnight, and I've started mediation procedure, proceedings. Yeah. I spoke to my mediator first week of January. Yeah. Now, the kids' mum hasn't booked hers till the end of February, so I'm still waiting for her to be booked in. Yeah. Um, I feel like she's just dragging her feet intentionally. Um, the clothes that the kids were coming into mine basically were old raggy clothes, but I wasn't too bothered because when they got to mine, they got changed. And then yeah. obviously when they're with her, then that's her issue. Um, she's then subsequently sent them back and provided new clothes, which were onesies, no t-shirts, no socks, uh, and sh new shoes. So I've gone out and bought them new clothes. Now I give her £400 a month. Can I claim, can I use the maintenance that I send her to buy the clothes? Or do I have to pay for that myself? No, I mean, look, what, what I'd be doing, you've got to pay your child maintenance. What she spends it on is completely up to her, okay? So I think the answer to your question is no. A lot of parents do this and they argue about the clothes. My suggestion is always, whatever you collect the kids in, have your own set of clothes at home, Kyle. And then when you return the kids, just put them back in the clothes that mum sent them in so that at least your clothes stay at your house. Yeah, that's that's what I have been doing. Good. Before. When, when not the last time I picked them up, the time before they were both wearing onesies. One yeah. Of them had no socks on. And yeah. No t-shirt, no jacket, and obviously it was like minus two, minus three, yeah. and it was freezing cold when I picked them up, and they weren't. Is they weren't it? Is it? Is it a conversation you can have with mum and say, "Is it all right if we have some socks and shoes?" Can you no, have that conversation yeah, I, at the door? No, I'm not allowed to speak to her. Okay. Well, then I wouldn't. I wouldn't get into the games. Um, as daft as it sounds, I'd just go prepared. I would go prepared with some socks and shoes or some slippers, and I'd, I'd have a coat in the car, um, and I'd just okay. pick the kids up and I'd say nothing. It's all game playing. I think okay. that that's what it sounds like to me, Kyle. As you say, mm. she's delayed the mediation. She's sending the kids out in next to nothing. It's all game playing. So just be prepared, have the stuff in the back of the car. She, by the sounds of it, she's trying to press your buttons. That's what she's trying to do. Rise above it. She is. Yeah, she is. just rise above no, it. that's fine. All um, right. Another question, she's yeah. stopping my mum and my sister from seeing the kids. Yeah. Um, she says that I have to take them to my mum's or let them come round and see the kids in the time that I have a book. When I get less than 24 hours a fortnight, Yeah. Um, and I pick him up at roughly seven o'clock at the moment on a Saturday, uh, Friday night and they go back at five. It's not so, enough time to do anything with them. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. But she has no legal obligation to let your mum or your sister have extra time with them. So unfortunately, when they're with you, your mum and your sister is going to have to make the, the, the best of it. 
So she doesn't have to then allow them to see, allow the children to see the nan and the sister. Right, okay. All right. If, if this does go to court, yeah. obviously I've, I've got less than 24 hours of fortnight. Yeah. What will the judge, what's the, what's the likelihood of the judge awarding me more time and how much would I get? If you can have more time and it's in the children's best interest, then yeah. I mean, typically, I think that the minimum that most parents or non-residential parents will get will be alternate weekends from Friday through to Sunday as a minimum and then during the week when they're not having the children at the weekend there might be you know pick up after school and have tea as well so certainly i would have thought you'd get more right okay that's fine yeah thank you very much for your help all right thanks kyle bye thank you bye kerry i'm going to come to you kerry what's your question i'm in court next week um my ex-husband is going for full custody of my children he contacted the three children's um school to ask for obviously like their school records and things like that. Um, and I have since found out, because I've received the same paperwork that he's got from the school, that the school have shared information in regards to my son that isn't my husband's child. Oh. Um, there is information in there that he could possibly use um, in court. I was just wondering if they've broken data protection by doing that. They have, haven't they? They have. They have, yeah. they have broken it um, or breached it. Um, and all you can ask the court to do is not include that evidence if it's submitted into court. So what I would have to do then is wait for his statement. Our statements are due to go out tomorrow. Yes. Um, wait for his statement to come to me. Yeah. And then obviously like maybe a separate statement to give to the judge that day. Is yes, that right? absolutely, Kerry. That's absolutely right. See what's in his statement first of all. And if he's yeah. using evidence obtained through the breach then you could ask the court to set that aside. Okay, where yeah. do I stand in regards to the school? I've made them aware today that I believe that they've broke data protection. And and, and, and they, the yeah, and they certainly have. Um, I mean, yeah. that falls outside of family law. I'm sure the yeah. court's yeah. going to, the, the problem is there isn't a resolve because a breach is a no. breach and, and you can't really yeah. go back. You can't take the information back. If I'm honest with yeah. you, I, I don't know. I don't, I mean, you know, Save for accepting their apology, and it definitely won't happen again. The 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 milk's spilt, hasn't it? There's not much you can yeah, do. There's not much you can yeah. do. Um, it'd be interesting yeah. to see what the head's going to offer you uh, by way of, yeah. of of sort of an apology or whatever. But yeah, that's as far as I would take it, Kerry. I I can't comment anymore. Okay. All right. Um, also, in my in my basically, my um, ex husband has put in allegations that um, I drink excessive amounts of alcohol and the drug use and I suffer with mental health. I have proved all this to be false through letters to the GP, from the GP. Yeah. Um, but in, when Kafkas closed their case, they, one of the suggestions on there to the court was that I was not to drink within a 24 hour period of my children coming back into my care. Yeah. When they've been at their dad's. Are the courts allowed to enforce that? Seeing as I've proved that I don't have an alcohol problem. The courts are allowed to enforce it, yes. The question of me is, will they enforce it? Probably not if you've provided them with sufficient evidence that actually you don't have a problem. So that kind of direction is a typical direction if somebody does have a dependency problem. Um, you know, mm -hmm. and we would say, look, please don't drink 24 hours before turning up at the contact centre. Um, and and yeah. I've, I've had orders that when they get to the contact centre, they've then got to take an alcohol test. So yeah. yes, they can order it if the court thinks it's necessary. 
If you've provided sufficient evidence that it's not necessary, then it will just come down to you persuading the court that it's not needed. Brilliant. All right. Okay, thank you. Thank Good you luck. Good luck. Thanks, thank Kerry. You. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Jodie, you are next up. What's your question? Um, so, basically, something happened um, a couple of weeks ago with my partner, um, and he was arrested. Um, so, he's currently out on bail at the minute, um, and the police have pushed forward and said that I need to um, go forward for a non-molestation order. Yeah. Um, so, I went to court last week, um, and the judge was um, quite dismissive, and she's basically said the solicitor was wasting her time um and that's it and i just wondered why she would do that uh, there's a, when we when we make an application to the court jody we have to satisfy certain tests so we have right. to reach a threshold to make sure that actually the application we're making is going to succeed and it could right. be that the evidence that you presented didn't meet that threshold so the judge okay. is sort of saying to the solicitor, that was Paddy in the background sneezing everyone, the judge was actually saying to the solicitor, you haven't met the threshold, there's not enough evidence here and you're making it very difficult for the court to actually make a determination. So I'm not saying that your application wasn't justified, but it might be that the evidence that was provided um, potentially wasn't enough, it wasn't the right kind of evidence. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, so it's nothing to do with the fact that he's out on bail. That wouldn't affect it. No, 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 no. No, because could, cause he, he could still be a risk even though he's out on bail. Yeah, yeah. Well, the police have told me to go ahead again with another non-molestation non order. Yeah. Um, but now I'm just worried that it's not going to happen and he'll find out and he'll come back and, you know, so I, I just, yeah, okay. All you can do is, is yeah, make and, and make sure the evidence that is being put forward is robust. It's not about quantity, it's more about right. quality, the quality of the evidence you put forward. Okay. All right? Okay. Fab. Yeah, Thanks, okay. Jodie. Thank All Thanks right. Bye. Bye. Uh, Mickey D, what's your question? My ex and I split in 2021. Yeah. Um, he was dragging his heels with the consent order. He um, became violent towards me, uh, aggressive verbally. So I moved out of the family home. He's still there with the children. We've had a few offers on the house, on the market, and he keeps knocking them back. In the meantime, I'm paying half the mortgage and having to pay rent where I'm living as well. Is there anything that I can do to force him to accept an offer? You can make a court application. So a court application, because no, there isn't anything you can do really. You can't force him to do anything, but the court can. So how you get the okay. court to help you is by making a court application. Um, are you are you ordered to pay half the mortgage? No. No, no you're just never, doing it. We never ever got the consent order in place because he kept on dragging his heels. He never gave yeah. me the financial order, the, con the information that I needed to get it done. Yeah. So, so I ended up going ahead with the divorce without yeah. the order because I just needed to get it done. Okay. So, so there's two ways to get your financial order. By consent, as you quite rightly say, that clearly doesn't work because he, won't, he doesn't no. want to do it. Um, and then with the help of the court... Um, but mm -hmm. the, the first thing, so, and clearly you're going to have to go down with option B. Um, but the other thing I would say is that you might not necessarily have to pay the mortgage 
depends on the circumstances. If you're paying half the mortgage because you think that it might um, you know, lessen your entitlement to the house, then it won't. It absolutely won't. Um, and you mm -hmm. only have to pay the rent. Um, obviously, that's I'm bordering on advice now because I'm not, and I'm not telling you to stop paying the mortgage. I'm just saying, from what you've told me, that might be something you might want to look into. But yes, it sounds to me as if you're going to have to go to the court to get your financial order. And that way, you can either force a sale or he might get an order that says he can stay there until the youngest is 18 and then you get your 50%. But either yeah, way, you'll, ha you'll have a fun... Anyway. Oh, there we go then. So so that's that's most likely what the court will say, that the house is okay. sold um, and the proceeds divided equally between you. Okay, so I just need to put the consent order together myself and submit it without getting no. any information from him. No, no, you're not going to put a consent order together because you don't have consent, okay? You can't put an order together. The court's going to have to do the order for you. You're going to make an application for a okay. financial order okay. all right and the form that you need is a form a form a mm. all right wonderful. thank you lovely very much. i really appreciate that more than more than welcome bye bye thank you sammy you are next up what's your question hey, i'm wondering if you can help me so um i've got a nearly seven year old and the amount of time she's seen her dad is probably about 10 times, maybe a bit less in the whole nearly seven years. Yeah. He's always sort of threatened to take me to court and stuff like that. Yeah. But over the last year, um, on two previous video calls that she's had with him, he's kind of lost his temper with her. One of them was, um, he said to her, you don't talk to me like that, I will beat you and all that and the other. And then the last time was he accused her of lying and which she wasn't um but basically she has stated that she doesn't want to see him um she doesn't want anything to do with him she doesn't want to see him she doesn't want to speak to him or anything like that what happens if he was to take me to court to see her well i mean look it, again the law says that she has a right to have a relationship with him however he's averaging about once a year maybe a little bit more I would say that the court was going to start any contact. I mean, any contact at all would be very, very slow and very, you know, steady, piecemeal, maybe an hour or two here or there. But, oh, that lady's just dropped out for whatever reason. It's just dropped out. I'm going to keep going because you might still be there. Um, what I was going to just finish on is that um, regardless of that, he's, if you have any concerns at all, let the court know of those concerns, Okay. Um, so let them know and the court will take them into account. Um, oh, that's a shame. That lady just dropped out at the end. Well, I hope you got to hear that anyway. So hope that was helpful. Uh, right, guys, we have reached seven. That's another hour of family law help. I hope it helped. Anyway, those of you that asked me a question, I'm back here again tomorrow at six where we go live, not just only on Discord, but also on the TikTok. And of course, we record everything for the podcast. So if you can't catch up and listen to it all here, then you can certainly listen to it on the podcast again. So until then, guys, take care. Um, and I'll speak to you all again tomorrow at six. Bye-bye.